0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Good afternoon. At the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be.
3: It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock.
2: One step closer to my own personal health.
3: This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We
2: expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Rod, I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason
3: Sicanik. I'm a dude. playing a dude. Disguised as another dude. Prime time on
0: 1080.
3: The Fan.
4: Well, welcome in just after 5 o'clock. 5.05. I'll count that as a win on time here on a very uh, rainy, gloomy Thursday. we got a O-line edition. Will Ortner joining me, Jason Sicanik, and Ryan Buckley in. Buck... Uh, back Monday, right? And then tomorrow, I believe we have a best of. I'm a short timer here.
2: Yeah, and I am uh, I am putting that together this evening. So if you out there on the text line have segments you want to hear again, hit me up. I can include them.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm hitting the uh, Army-Navy game on Saturday. So I said there's, again, robbing the bank, you know, we always do college NFL. Only one college game. That's the Army-Navy game. I'm flying out uh, tomorrow morning with a buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is bucket list stuff for me. I've Very never jealous. been to the Army-Navy game Always wanted to do it before my dad passed. My dad was a big Navy guy, and uh, this was one of those things that we always wanted to get to do together, and then unfortunately... The bummer part, like you know, cancer. Like when you get something like that, you you start making the list of things that you want to do because you always say you have enough time until you don't have enough time. And unfortunately, my dad never got better. But the two things that we put on our list that we wanted to do when he got better was the Indy five hundred, and I did that the year after uh, my father passed away. And then the other one was the Army Navy game. So I'm getting to knock that off my bucket list. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. There will be there will be tears. I'm not the most America guy in the world. But i I can guarantee that at some point during the the pregame pageantry and all that, I will uh, I'll shed a tear or two. This is I, I can't think of another game that I think I would rather go to
3: more. I'm very jealous. I, I it's an exciting game. It's it's one of the last few like true NCAA amateur football games yeah. out there. You know, yeah. like for the people that beat the drum of like I want football to be amateurism. I want it back to where there was no NIL. Well, then go watch a D two game or go watch this Army Navy game.
4: Yeah, there's very few. I'm guessing that this will be one of those. I I my last college game was 2000, 2001, one two thousand one. The two thousand two thousand one series or uh, season, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't miss it. I don't miss playing. I mean, you're recently removed from it, and I don't know if you you have any of that. But I I don't I don't miss playing. I miss some of the stuff that goes along with it. I miss my buddies. I miss kind of one of the cool things about being part of an O line is it's like a team within a team. It's right? its
3: own group. Yeah. You you don't ha- like you all hang out together. It's yeah. real tight. And y- yeah, you hang out with the other guys, but it's it's really your own crew. It, it's I, a little tribe. It, it's its own entity. It and it, everyone kind of thinks the same. Everyone's a little bit different and yeah. it doesn't matter if you're, you know, a country kid or an inner city kid or somewhere in between. Everyone kinda thinks the same, does the same stuff.
4: Yeah. It's It's interesting. And and that's the part I miss. There's very few times that I I ever think I I wanna be playing. Like whenever I think of games, I'm like, God, that hurts. And I'm old now and I hurt. The first time I remember like I've been to a couple national title games with Oregon covering them, and even that, I don't I can't say that I've ever been like, Oh man, I wish I was there. I remember when Oregon played in that first Rose Bowl under the Chip Kelly era with Ohio State. Mm -hmm. I remember being down on the field as as Ohio State and Oregon ran out and that was the first time that I remember thinking I, I miss I, I, I miss football I wish I was there I wish I was participating in something like that and I guarantee when I'm when I'm at the Army Navy game I'll have that uh, I, that's a very very you think about as hard as it is to play college football at any level. Right, mm-hmm. whether you're you're, you're playing at, at Central or whether you're playing Central Washington, you're playing at Notre Dame, you're playing at Alabama. It's such a difficult thing to go do, and a very few select people are, are lucky enough to have that opportunity. And then I think about what it takes to go play at a service academy, the idea of going to a place where you have to take Ivy-level le- Ivy education classes, mm-hmm. put in a whole slate of the 60 hours plus a week that it takes to play college football, and do all of the military requirements that you have in order to do that. I truly think that that is such a special thing. And I don't know, I just that that I will be very envious of those young men on Saturday that have earned the right to, to, to play in a game like that,
3: there there is something different about going out on a on a in a football game. Like uh, my, I don't know if you agree with this. My girlfriend hates when I bring it up. My family hates when I bring it up. Really, but there's no better feeling, at least for me, than going out through the tunnel.
4: That's why your girlfriend hates it. You shouldn't say that to your significant other. Yeah, day, she really doesn't like hey, it. You know,
3: I love when we spend time together. But you know, it's great tunnels. <laughs> Running out of a tunnel. There's nothing better with a little bit of a uh, man-made fog or whatever smoke. Yeah. There's nothing better better than coming out to that and i can only imagine what that would be like coming out of the tunnel for army navy getting ready to go into like the yeah. biggest tradition in all of sports, really, in in North America, it has to be at least in my eyes. So to get to go and do that, I, I'm definitely a little jealous. I'm jealous that you get to go and watch. I'm very, I'm, I'm excited for you, but secretly I'm a little bummed out. Yeah, all I'm right. Go. Well, I'm,
4: I'm geeked about it, but we'll uh, finish strong here for the final two hours before we turn it over to a best of tomorrow. But right now, let's get to the hot five at five.
3: Hot today. And there we go. Hot air. It's time for the Hot 5 at 5. It's hot. The Hot 5 at 5 on Primetime with Isaac and Soup. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot 5 at 5 with Isaac and Soup on 1080 The Fan. <laughs> Number 5. Number 5. Number five.
4: I will go around the NFL with some news. It does sound like Baker Mayfield will start tonight for the Rams Thursday night football after being in the building for less than 24 hours if you want to know how desperate the Rams are. Hammer
3: the Raiders.
4: Six and a half point favorites on the road are the Raiders, who technically still have a playoff shot, but they have to be perfect basically from here on out. Also, uh, in Atlanta, they have officially benched Marcus Mariota. They're going to go with uh, Ritter, the young quarterback out of Cincinnati. It sounds like he's going to be the guy. After the bye week, going ahead, get another look at him and decide whether or not they want to bring back Mariota next year. Basically, he carries about a $12 million uh, roster bonus if he comes back. So, they'll take a look and see what they have there for the uh, remaining weeks.
3: Well, look, you had to take a look at Ritter. You're going to get about a month, five games of getting to see what Ritter is. If Ritter is everything that you want him to be, then you're going to keep him around. You're going to put him in the starter. Sure, you might keep Mariota. As a backup. But this is really to look and see if they're going to go and draft a quarterback in this draft. It sounds like there's going to be, you know, what, three or four pretty good quarterbacks that are coming out into this draft. And Atlanta's going to figure out, hey, do we have the guy Number or do we four. need to go get a new one?
4: Uh, more Washington commander news. So we know that basically everyone and their grandmother has been investigating um, the commanders. Well, apparently the, the House Oversight Committee, which is basically the Republican version of the first congressional committee, that investigated the the commanders. They released their report today. It's 79 pages long, and the big one that seems to be making the rounds was on page 42. Now, Bruce Allen was the team president at the time that John Gruden was emailing back and forth with, and those are the emails that got leaked, where John Gruden was using homophobic language, he was using uh, bigoted slurs, uh, naked photos of cheerleaders were going back and forth, basically bad stuff. Gruden ended up getting fired over it. Gruden sued the NFL and Roger Goodell claiming that they leaked those. Well, according to Bruce Allen, in this report, Bruce Allen is claiming that the NFL told him, no, we didn't leak it. Daniel Snyder leaked it. Why would Daniel Snyder leak those emails? Apparently, Daniel Snyder was trying to put all the blame for Washington's wrongdoing on Bruce Allen and somehow deflect from having any responsibility with the team for himself. It's a very, it's very a
3: master plan. Yeah, I guess a master plan I
4: guess you're just basically trying to have a, a fall guy. So John Gruden, by the way, who was suing the NFL and Goodell, now does he turn and pivot and now go after Daniel Snyder or does he have
3: to keep suing the NFL for discovery? Well, I think you sue both and then just hope at some point you get the money that you want, right? Yeah. That's the the, whole thing. I think you keep suing the NFL because maybe there's something there and then you sue Dan Snyder. I don't know. At the end of the day, I I just can't wait until I finally get the news of like Dan (laughs) Snyder is in a prison (laughs) in Russia. That's what we should have done. We should (laughs) have traded Dan Snyder with the merchant of death. For Brittany Griner,
4: Dan Snyder is going to sell his team for about eight billion dollars. Uh, the College Football Awards go down tonight; they're actually going on right now. The College uh, Football Awards, the Home Depot Awards, so that's like the Butt Kiss and the Blitnikoff and all of that. Jim Thorpe Award, all those are going down tonight. Caleb Williams won the AP Player of the Year. That was in earlier tonight. That wasn't in these awards, but basically all the major awards outside of the Heisman Trophy will be handed out.
2: Tonight. And a little bit of a surprise, Max Duggan won the Davy O'Brien in a little bit of an upset. So they're saying maybe that adds some intrigue to the Heisman because that was they, people thought that would have also been a Caleb Williams award.
4: Yeah, the the problem with that is is that a lot of these awards they do this where they know that Caleb Williams is going to get a lot of hardware. Spread it around a little and bit, so you spread it around a little bit. I still dollars to donuts that Caleb Williams ends up being. Um, your Heisman Trophy winner.
3: I, I think he has to be. You watch the way that he played this year. He was the most electric player yep. out there. And he, along with Coach Riley, went out and took a team that had, what, four wins last year? Yep. And you were one game away from a college football playoff? Yep. It has to be him. Duggan, he doesn't compare. He'll be in.
4: Uh, NBA tonight, your Blazers back in action. They've had a uh, little three-day rest there. Got a couple of tough practices in, according to uh, Jason Quick talking to Chauncey Billups they're going to take on the Denver Duggets tonight the Blazers currently sitting in eighth in the west but if they beat Denver tonight they jump up to the fourth that's how jumbled this is Portland currently 13 and 11 and after losing what eight of ten they've now won three in a row
3: well I hope Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons go out and have a good night it's a home game it's like the first home game or second home game that they've had in like 10 games it's good to get them back at home and Get some wins under your belt before you have to go on another long road trip here in a couple games. And then the big story
4: today, uh, nine months after uh, being arrested in Russia for having some weed, some oil cartridges in her luggage, Brittany Griner is home. They have video of it. You can go see it on TMZ. Uh, Brittany Griner was freed in a prisoner swap today for the Russian's arm dealer, Victor uh, Boot or Bout. Uh, I've heard it pronounced both ways. Uh, he's been in prison for the better part of a decade. They call him the merchant of death. Uh, he was an arms dealer all over the world, including selling uh, missiles that were going to be used to shoot down uh, U.S. pilots. Not necessarily a very good guy. The basis of the uh, Nicolas Cage movie, Lord of War. Mm. So some people being critical of that, saying, pacifist. saying that this wasn't a fair prisoner swap. But however you want to slice it out, Micah Parsons got in some trouble today. He was a little bit upset and, and tweeted out there was another... Uh, US prisoner over there. um, Was it Mark Whalen? Whalen? I think it was was Marcus Whalen or Scott Whalen was over there, and he was a former Marine, and he's been held for over nine years on espionage charges, but it sounds like the Russians weren't willing to deal with that. So even the Wayland family came out and said they were glad that the U.S. did this. So Brittany Griner is home. She got on a plane earlier tonight, so she is free and safe back in the United States, and uh, I think that's a good thing. Regardless of wherever you sit with what you think of Brittany Griner, what you think of her political beliefs, whether you think she should have been over there or not, I think we can all agree she did not deserve to do nine years in a Russian prison camp, and it is a good thing today that a U.S. citizen has been freed from an unjust prison over there, and she's home safe and sound with her loved ones and family.
3: Completely agree, and I'm not going to get my political takes from past Russia Limbaugh. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. At the end of the day, you have to trust that they did the right things, and the amount of power and pressure that was going on this White House to try and get Brittany Griner back and get her out of Russia you're going to sometimes you make a trade and you give up a little bit more than what you were meaning to I mean we've all watched bad NFL trades or NBA trades or MLB trades I'm just happy she's back and that this saga is over and she gets to be back with her family yeah, I
4: mean multiple things can be true at once right you get into this thing where it has to be one or the other black and white there's shades of gray right it's it's ridiculous that she decided to bring weed cartridges into Russia in the first place when she knew it was illegal, right? That's that's on her. It's also ridiculous that you're, you're doing nine years in a prison camp. It was ridiculous that she was arrested. She, clearly, she was arrested for political purposes.
3: Yeah, she so was arrested. She, and she got nine years exactly. because it's, they wanted to go it's, after It's absurd.
4: Her. Yes, we probably gave up too much because you gave up a... a, a an arms dealer that was responsible for a merchant of death for someone we, you know, that was, you know, an NBA or WNBA player that was had some weed cartridges. All of those things can be true. But at the end of the day, I am glad. And it sucks that there's still someone over there and there's multiple, you know, political prisoners uh, sitting over there right now from, from the United States. So it sucks that they didn't get to come home too. But the idea that if you can't get any of, if you can't get all of them out that you can't get any of them, I don't I don't buy that. It's a good thing that she's home. I don't care what your political leanings are. I think it's a very good thing that she's home and, and I for one am, am, am happy that she gets to to be home with her loved ones.
3: Exactly. Tonight. It's all it's always a good thing when someone gets to come back to the US and they don't have to go through something as unjust. And hopefully that we're able to get those other guys out soon as well. Yep. All right, we come back, uh we'll touch on maybe a little bit of uh
4: college and NFL. We're gonna do a little football here and then we turn it over to Rob. In the bank at 530. Club Ten eighty coming up. A online edition of Primetime right here on 1080 The Fan.
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra.
5: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
4: All right, keep an eye on uh, Thursday night football here, but the uh, Raiders have the ball. I want to see Baker Mayfield. Um
3: no one wants to see
4: that. I want to see Baker Mayfield. I'm fascinated by the fact that Baker Mayfield, twenty four hours after being with the Rams, is their starting quarterback. I, I do want to see this. Plus Thursday night football. so bad. Thursday night football is never any good anyway. <laughs> so just give me give me something to watch. Give me a bit of a gong show. And I'll tell you what, if it ends up being a disaster and he throws like four picks and is like going the wrong way on on handoffs, you're telling me that's not more interesting than what the Rams offense has looked like the rest of the year? They're three and nine for God's sakes. I mean, you think about where they were at. This is why the NFL is wonderful. The Rams last year go all in, right? They go get Matthew Stafford, and you got the whiz kid Sean McVay, who was on the doorstep of a Super Bowl a couple years prior. And then mm. his team fell apart, right? And and they got rid of golf. They had all this empty money with with Todd Gurley, and got rid of their quarterback. Goes all in for Matthew Stafford. They say, hey, we don't need any draft picks. You know, we're going to pay everyone. They give Jalen Ramsey all the money in the world, Aaron Donald all the money in the world. You know, sign Cooper Cup. We're going all in on this. Let's go get OBJ. They win a Super Bowl. And then the very next year, people are like, well, this is the new model of the NFL, right? It's not about draft picks anymore. It's not about player development. It's about going all in. My God, Colin Coward for the last 365 days won't shut up about how great the Rams organization is. Smartest team in the, in, in the world. a the draft picks mean nothing. And here they are less than a year later, and they're 3-9. and nine. Their quarterback may have to retire because of injuries and concussions. They haven't had a first-round pick in six years. Aaron Donald's talking about retiring. Cooper Cup's hurt. OBJ's gone. Ramsey all of a sudden is getting shredded. Uh, Last week, he was absolutely uh, bum-rushed. Devontae Adams is going to give it to him this week. So all of a sudden, like the Rams have fallen apart. No one, no one saw this coming. And this is why the NFL is. This is why the NFL is fascinating. It is the ultimate drama. Tua goes from can't play in the NFL. He's a total wash. Get rid of him. And minus last week against the Niners, that has tackles. Tua has arguably been one of the best three quarterbacks in the NFL this year. No one could see that coming. No one.
3: Well, I, I think it really goes to show that most of the people are actually all really close together. Like we like to think of, like, oh, this star is so much better than that star. This star is so much better than that star. When, in reality, with Tua, all it took was a coach that believed in him and an offensive genius. I mean, that, to be fair there, but he the change for tua wasn't that like magically he got a stronger arm or magically he became more accurate he had a coach that believed in yeah. him and built an offense around him and look at how well it turned out look at chicago with justin fields justin fields was basically hey we got to get rid of him we need to go find a new quarterback we oh, need he's to terrible go. he was done he was done they were going to go draft someone else and now you've got chicago writers and and big name chicago sports personalities that are like hey justin fields is the guy we need to build a team around justin fields so, to me, it really is just a lot of teams and a lot of players just need to be in a system that's built around them. And then the, when you look at the Rams, you were the one saying that they were kicking the can down the road. Yep. Well, guess what? The rent finally came due. The can finally showed back. They up. are
4: very lucky they won their Super Bowl. And, and I, I'll I'll eat some crow here. I thought what the Rams were doing was silly. I, I was like, boy, you are going all in on this. And I'm like, this is about as risky as it gets. And I, I I wouldn't have done it, but you won a Super Bowl, which means you— It was worth it. it. It was worth it. You got a Super Bowl, and they're really hard to come by. Look around the NFL. Winning Super Bowls is really hard. And we do this, but we, we do this all the time. It's like with Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback I've seen come into the league in 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, it, You know, Tom Brady is the GOAT, unquestioned. But let's not act like Tom Brady in his first six years is Patrick Mahomes. No chance. The the, the team and the success they've had. But Patrick Mahomes, I mean, this is Dan Marino type stuff coming into the league. Like, Mm -hmm. unquestioned. We haven't seen this in a long, long time. And when they won their first one, what did we hear? Well, it's almost unfair how good Kansas City is. They're going to win eight. He's got one. One. He's got one. One. It's really, really hard. So for the Rams to get one, Sure. But look how fortunate they were to get that one. They got they they I'm not gonna say they got lucky, but luck has something to do with winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, this this may be a total complete teardown. If if Aaron Donald ends up walking away, you end up having to deal Ramsey or Stafford retires and you don't have first round picks, this may just be a complete and total teardown. This may be Miami Marlins type stuff. You win a World Series and you start over from scratch. And then it's up for you to decide whether or not that was worth it, but The NFL is just so freaking hard to predict. And and to your point, what you were talking about with Tua, I think we have this idea that because you're an NFL franchise, that somehow you make smart decisions. There are a lot of bad GMs. There's a lot of bad coaches. There's a lot of bad situations, a lot of bad owners. And there's very few players that can overcome bad circumstances. Mm -hmm. There There are special guys. That you can dump them in and it, it doesn't matter. They will they will survive. But the vast majority of guys in the NFL are like Tua, and yeah. if you put them in the right situation with 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 a quality organization with people that believe around them, really smart coaching, surround them with with good talent, they can be successful. And you're seeing that. You're seeing it with Jalen Hurts. You're seeing it with Tua, and I think you're seeing Fields. it. Yeah, you're seeing it with Fields. I think you're seeing it opposite. Maybe a little bit with Justin Herbert. I think Herbert, because there was a, Bill Barnwell had this on ESPN, he was talking about the, the, the 2020 draft. And quarterbacks, and if you redrafted them, where would you go? Because Burrow went one, Tua was the next to go, then Herbert, then Jalen Hurts. And he said, if you redraft those, where do you go? That's a really good quarterback class. And, you know, if you're saying yeah, just... that's a
3: tough question. Well, it,
4: isn't Love in that draft
3: too? Oh, uh,
4: he might be, but Isn't you're not it? you dude, come on, let's not put Jordan Love in this conversation.
3: Well, well I'm not saying that, but I'm I'm saying, you know, if he is in the conversation, he's probably the last. Yeah. And he's he was one of the top picks. Yeah. It's just if if you if you take this year,
4: Herbert's the last of those drafted. Like Herbert is having a worse year than any of those. But if, if you ask me if I'm just taking blank slates and you're going to give me a
2: team to build around, then he's number 2. That was the thing. I was seeing a Twitter debate going on about just simply Tua versus Herbert. Yeah. And obviously right now with how he's playing, you'd take Tua. But if you could put Herbert in the Miami situation or if you put Tua in the Chargers situation, I think those situations would be a lot different. You yeah.
3: also have to remember, too, with Herbert, he's playing with broken ribs. Yeah. It's, so... Yeah, his numbers are a little bit worse than Tua's right now, but he's playing hurt. It's and, and it's with, one of the more impressive performances. And
4: without tackles and without his receivers, his two receivers have only been on the
3: field, Williams and uh, um Allen, Keenan Allen. Allen. Forty six snaps all year. Yeah, together. Together. Keenan Allen like ran one route, pulled his hamstring and didn't appear again until week nine. And and so there's this it really is. Like Joe Burrow is is sort
4: of the guy that is kind of proving that you can he can overcome what's around him which is why Joe Burrow is number 1. Joe Burrow was on the doorstep of a Super Bowl last year with one of the worst offensive lines in football. Joe Burrow has separated himself. But I look at, at like what Jalen Hurts is and and I love Jalen Hurts. I think if I have an MVP vote this year it'd be Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love the fact that he is he they have built this system around him. They have one of the best if not the best offensive lines. They have a great run game and a lot of it is because of him in the yeah. plus-one run game, and they went out and they got him weapons. They drafted him receivers. They went out and traded for A.J. Brown. If you put Jalen Hurts on a different team, this I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts is a, is a, is a system quarterback, but Jalen Hurts maybe more than anyone is benefiting from the right situation that's marriaging his skills to that offense, whereas I feel a little bit more like with a Burrow or a Herbert, I wouldn't say this about Tua, I think they're better equipped to exist in bad situations, maybe than Tua and and Jalen Hurts. Even though the skill sets for Tua and Hurts couldn't be any different, like you see, Tua Tua has to play on time. Jalen has Hurts, to. Jalen Hurts is one of the best improv quarterbacks in the NFL, and Tua can't. Tua has to be more on time than anyone else. It is a he's he's maybe the the fastest processor of information in the league. And it's like, okay, ball snap, three steps, it's gone. And when he's not allowed to do that, he struggles. And so, again, it's it's very much a system quarterback, but I think sometimes that gets a negative connotation being a system quarterback. Well, when you put a, the right system quarterback with the right system, you can get amazing results.
3: A 100%. And uh, just an update, it is Wolford starting right is now. Is it? It's Wolford, Wolford getting the start. It's yep. Wolford starting right now. But I think Tua is the biggest example of this, right? Because we're talking about Tua as maybe. Probably not maybe an MVP candidate, but we're talking about him as maybe one of the most improved players in the league, yeah, right? Yeah. That's a legit conversation that people are having. He should be considered in the MVP debate. He's been fantastic. But but what has changed? The only thing that changed is he got an offensive-minded coach that yeah. built his entire system around him. It's the same thing with Hertz. Hertz has an entire system built around him. If you took Tua and you flip-flopped him with Hertz, they're both going to suck. And we're going to talk about why does Philadelphia have this guy? Why does Miami have this guy? when you talk about herbert and burrow i think yes there is more of a, a, an overcoming of what is around them which is why i agree with you i do think i have burrow and and herbert as my 1 2 there but those types of players are so Few and far between. I mean, Joey talks about it all the time when you guys interview him. How often does he say, hey, people think that because you're a coach in the NFL that they're the best coaches out there? And that's just simply not true. Look at Joe Burrow's offensive line. It's terrible. Yes, but those are good players that they cite. The O-line that they had the year before was bad. Then they sign these big name free agents who are good, very, very, and good and it is getting players. better.
4: It's just at the beginning of the year, it was it rough. was
3: bad. And then you look at the types of drills that they're having to do on Twitter and O line Twitter, which I'm a part of. They start putting <laughs> videos out of guys doing like pass pro drills on Bosa balls. Like it just doesn't make sense. So in a lot of these situations, it isn't how good are they. It's more about. How good are they for their system? And then you can see that big explosion.
4: System and coaching is a much bigger deal in the NFL than I believe it is anywhere else in Mm -hmm. sports. It really can make or break you. And I just don't think there's many good We always say that there's a lack of good quarterbacks in the league. There's only a a finite number of them. I feel the exact same way about coaches. And not just head coaches, but position coaches, coordinators. And when you get good ones, Brian Dable, right? Brian Dable should have been hired by the Chargers. If, and and he yeah, it was a slam dunk hire with a young, up and coming quarterback like Herbert, and they decided to pass on him. I would love to see Brian Dable be in L. A. with Herbert and see what he can do with that.
3: Think about it, Brian Dable made Daniel Jones yes. look decent. What could he, he do? He looks with,
4: decent. What could he do with what could he do with Herbert? Exactly. And like I said, I just I love what Philadelphia is doing, and I hope Jalen Hurts wins an MVP because um, there were so much questions about him. You know, could he be the franchise guy? He's answered it and then some. And I think Philadelphia right now, to me, is clearly the best team in the NFC. I love what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Are right, we come back. We'll stick with the NFL, but we're robbing the bank. Our pick's against the spread when we come back. Prime time here on the fan year, though, is Buck with Center.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line
3: Isaac and Souk are ready to predict this week's college and NFL outcomes with their usual laser-like accuracy.
5: How about if I take your money and kick you in the balls three times? Is that a fair deal?
3: A deep dive on the games that matter and some that don't. Football is football. Football is football. This is Roppin' the Bank with Isaac and Souk on 1080.
0: Somebody's making money.
3: The Fan.
4: All right, we do it each and every week, 5.30 against the spread. A little long today. We got caught up in some uh, NFL talk. Now, normally, Rob keeps track of all this, and um, but we have not heard from the noted newsman and expert gambler. We have not gotten his picks. Is that correct? Oh, that is
2: correct. So sure. I'm looking here. I only have mine from a week ago. I have mine from a week ago, too. I I, I know I went 3-2, so I did not move backwards. That's all I know. That's, That's all good. you know. Oh.
4: Yes, I, too, had a 3-2 week. Uh, so I have mine. I do not have ROPS, but uh, I will keep track of these for everybody. So um, who would like to start? Who would like to give their 52 gold star? Will, you are our guest today. Why don't we get, because you are a gambling degenerate too. You I been,
3: am a gambling. I have a lot of bets going yeah, on right now. Yeah,
4: every time I talk to Will, he's always mentioning something about some sort of NHL over under. He's making <laughs> random NBA bets. And he's been told by his girlfriend that he's no longer allowed to talk about his bets. Uh, So this will give him an opportunity to talk about his bets without getting in trouble uh, from his wonderful, wonderful gal.
3: Yeah, so my first bet that I'm going to start with is I like the New York Jets plus 10 against Buffalo. Uh, I'm not sold on Mike White, but what I am sold on is Robert Sala and his defense. They go out there and they play extremely well. You're going to put Sauce Gardner on Stephon Diggs. And I just don't think that I can see Buffalo beating this team by more than 10 points. That seems like a lot, especially with how well the Jets' defense has been playing. So I am going to go plus 10 New York Jets.
4: The Jets' defense is really good. In fact, if you redid the draft, Sauce Gardner might go number one. Overall. Sa- Sauce Gardner right now is one of the three or four best corners in the game. And their defense has been uh, has been really good. The thing that scares me about that one, one, that's a lot of points, uh, in your favor, but yeah. boy, their tackle situation absolutely frightens me for the Jets. I mean, they are just they are bare bones and, and really good young receiver up there in New York. Garrett I, Wilson. Know, like, if they figure out the quarterback situation, whether it's Mike White or not, I, I see where you're going He's with that. He's played
3: all right. I think he can play well enough to lose by a touchdown.
2: The other element, and, and frankly, I'm on that pick too this week. I'm I'm also on the Jets plus ten. Um, I just think something's not quite right with the Bills. I think they're good enough to win that game. But their offense has been out of sorts. Josh Allen's been out of sorts. They lose Vaughn Miller. I think that that's a game for the Bills. They're content winning and not necessarily winning big.
4: Uh, My first pick is going to be, and this is going to be a four-unit play for me, this is going to be on the fighting Dan Campbells. I was on the Lions earlier this year, and everyone made fun of me. right? And, And there was a rough stretch there. The Lions, yes, those Detroit Lions, they are favored by two and a half against the minnesota vikings that's a 5 and 17 being a two and a half point favorite against a team that is 10 and 2 if you look at all the close games that the lions lost and the close games that the vikings won these teams are a lot closer than anyone gives them credit for and the lions had them dead to rights the first time they played and then they had a couple of injuries and then dan campbell didn't go for it and end up being an absolute killer in fact he came out and said not going for it there will haunt him for the rest of his days I think the Lions right now are better than the Vikings. I think they're playing better than Minnesota. And I am going to lay a four-unit play here on my fighting Dan Campbells to cover the two and a half. The Sharps are in on that, by the way. That number is rising up. So if you want to get on
3: the Lions, do it now. I was thinking about laying that one for one of my first two as well. Like, I, The Lions are just so frisky, and they always seem to win and play good games. So that was definitely one that I was looking at. I, just too much points, in my opinion. On uh, the game that I went with, my number two pick, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks minus four and a half. It's the Seahawks against get out of my the, head. I got the same pick. I was gonna say it's the Seahawks against the Panthers. The Panthers suck eggs. <laughs> you really think Sam Darnold's gonna go out and keep this game close? No chance. The Seahawks are going to run the football effectively. Geno Smith has been one of the top. Five to ten quarterbacks in this league. They don't have anyone that can cover DK and Tyler Lockett. They are going to blow out Carolina. My money's on the Seahawks.
2: That game. That game opened at seven. It's now at four. I think the concern is the Seahawks being banged up in the run game with Kenneth Walker uh, and uh, Let's see who. Who else did they lose in the? They lost DJ Dallas. Dallas. Questionable.
3: They're gonna. I don't care. The Seahawks are gonna. I'm with you. I'm also
2: taking the Seahawks here though because. For one, I like to bet opposite of where the money's going. The money's going on Carolina. I want to be on the Seahawks' side of things. And, mm-hmm. and for two, I think that the Panthers don't have interest in winning this game, and the Seahawks very much have interest in winning this game.
4: Uh, sorry, boys, but I'm going to flip it. I am taking Ooh. for a three-unit play, I am taking the Carolina Panthers Ooh. and the points against Seattle. Now, minus quarterback play, which obviously is has is, is been a little rough, I don't think there's a huge difference between these two football teams. And if you look at Carolina – Uh, and, and what they've done. Carolina is in a lot of close games. And Seattle, by the way, has lost two of three. And the last time that we saw the Seahawks, they were grinding a win out against the dreadful Rams i think this is a very close game i think seattle wins but i think this is a field goal game i think at four and a half the fact that you're seeing this pounded down from seven the sharps were hitting carolina now i got this when this was at six so i necessarily don't love it as much at four and a half but when you could get this thing at six this game will be closer than people think i'm taking seattle to win but seattle wins by a field goal because i think they beat the rams by four carolina has played tough all year long Plus, remember, Seattle's coming off an overtime win against the Raiders, and then they got a short week coming up with a huge game against the Niners. I think this is going to be a lackluster effort on the part of Seattle that will keep this game close. I feel a backdoor cover coming on the part of the Carolina Panthers.
3: In, uh, what is it, my third game, I have San Francisco minus 3.5 against Tampa Bay buck
2: that's the third straight dude stop that get
3: out uh, of my like i'm literally making these picks should probably fade right us right now i'm not even kidding i've just been like okay what's the line this is who i'm picking tampa bay sucks they're horrible tom brady's old i don't care chris godwin he isn't doing what he should be doing he's old their offensive line is banged up they don't run the football particularly well it's the san francisco 49ers Brock Purdy looked decent, at least manageable, and then you know what they're going to do? They're going to run the football. It's Kyle Shanahan. They're going to find a way to pound the rock. All of his teams do that, and when they need to throw, they'll throw with Brock Purdy. They're going to win that game by more than a field goal.
2: Yeah, they, they were in a dogfight last week to beat a very average Saints team, and I think the 49ers are just a different animal. That defense is savage. It's, it's going to create all kinds of problems. We see how testy Tom Brady's getting with his offense. I think it's a bad recipe for him uh, this week, so I think the Niners' defense just totally dominates, and they win big.
4: This is a death sentence, and I mean is an absolute death sentence, boys, but this is my biggest play of the week. The San Francisco 49ers, and right now it's sitting at three and a half. Yep. I don't know why is it 3 and a half. I am going my first 10-unit play of the year. 10-unit. I am loading up. The 49ers absolutely strangled to death the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, minus those two garbage possessions at the end, had three measly points against the the San Francisco or against the uh, New Orleans Saints. This 49er defense, this is 85 Bears type defense. They're going to go a hunting against that statue of a quarterback and Tom Brady who does not look very good right now. The offense doesn't look very good and I get it. San Francisco is playing on a third string quarterback. He doesn't need to be great in this game. I think the Buccaneers are going to score about 6 points here if they're lucky and Brady may not get out of this one. I absolutely love the 49ers in this game.
3: Wow, that's a, that's a take quick right there. I do believe Baker Mayfield is in this. Baker game. Mayfield is yep. in. I'm watching saying, it here, I, and I yes. Was, I do believe he's in. All right, my, my next pick, I've got the Arizona Cardinals plus two against the Patriots. My whole thought process there is that I'm getting two points in a game of two very crappy teams. My whole entire basis around this is Kyler Murray can run and keep plays open. He can keep games going. And DeAndre Hopkins, no one in the league can guard him. Last time I remember seeing the Patriots, I just remember Mac Jones yelling at Fat Matt Patricia, saying the run game sucks, start throwing the quick game. In my head, this Tampa, or this uh, Patriots team, they're done. They're not thinking about if they have a chance for the rest of the season. And this Cardinals team is just frisky enough to get those two points.
2: Uh, My next play, I'm going to the AFC West. I think just two teams going in totally different directions. I don't like necessarily laying this many points on the road, but I'm going to take the Chiefs laying 9.5 at Denver. If it was over 10, I'd worry. Uh, But Denver's a mess. I think that the Chiefs' defense is really solid. That may be one of those games that Denver doesn't crack double digits the way they've been playing uh, offensively. So give me the Chiefs laying 9.5 at Denver.
4: My last NFL play, I'm going to go with a small little two-unit play because I had to load it up on the Niners, and that's going to be the Eagles' Six and a half. um, Some places at seven, but I think you can get it at six and a half right now. I'm going to go ahead. I think the Giants are going the wrong direction. They're the worst team in that division. I know they got off to such a hot start. They win a lot of close games. Look, at the end of the day, the Giants aren't very good. I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. I'll go ahead and lay the six and a half. I think the Eagles take care of business against the Giants. Lay the six and a half. Eagles uh, for a two-unit play on that. That's my last NFL pick.
3: Okay, so we have one more pick though? Yeah, you make we one have more. five picks. Okay, so you my make la- as many as you want.
4: Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, one time I tried that, making seven, it didn't go well. I like was gonna say
3: that's very dangerous. You should never tell me make as many as you want. That being said, my last pick is I'm going Cincinnati Bengals minus five and a half against the Browns. I didn't think that much of Deshaun Watson when he came back. I still think he's incredibly rusty. The only way that this game stays close is if you lean on Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. From Cleveland, I don't think they're going to do that. This Cincinnati Bengals team is clicking, and they're clicking now. Jamar Chase is back. That entire offense is humming. I'm going with the Bengals. I think they win by
2: a touchdown at least. And finally, um, all of my plays, by the way, are five-unit plays this week, but I believe my five-unit play, Souk, is the same one that you have teed up for college football. Yep. And that would be keeping the streak alive, baby. It's been 17 years in a row. That Army Navy has gone under the total. <laughs>
4: 32 and a half
2: right now. <laughs> it opened at 35 and a half. It's going down to 32 and a half. I have bet this the last four or five years, and I will keep betting the under until the over hits.
4: I too am on that, and also I'm throwing this one out I did Two units on the under, and I'm going to do two units on the game itself. And that is, uh, and I will be at this one. I love Army. I love Navy. I'm so excited about being there. But uh, my old man uh, was a Navy boy, so this one's for you pop go navy beat army go ahead and lay the point in half the midshipmen get it done out there in philadelphia there is rob in the bank we come back one final segment before we turn it over to club 1080 you've got an o-line edition of Primetime right here on 1080 the F-
1: Baker Mayfield has
4: the Rams on the board, 10 3 Raiders. And uh, now, do they have McV- or McVay? We don't have the sound on in here. Do they have Sean McVay mic'd up?
2: It sounds like it. I'm reading, like, Twitter play-by-plays of people saying what McVay is saying to Baker. So they they, they have to have something on him.
4: And, I, I, like, Lewis Riddick tweeted out that he's, like, Sean McVay is basically telling Baker Mayfield, just say exactly what I tell you. Like, and, re-
2: repeat what I say to your teammates yeah. and then do what I say well, when it comes to the snap. And
4: that's what I was saying. Like, I, I was listening to Rich Gannon uh, does a move in the chains thing on, mm-hmm. on uh, NFL Network. Yeah. And uh, I was listening to him, and, and he was talking about, could you do this? And Gannon said, I don't remember, was it with the Vikings? Gannon said that he ended up in a situation kind of like this, where he ended up somewhere and he had been there for like three or four days, and he said this was like before wristbands and anything and it was all hand signals and he goes dude it was a cluster f like you wouldn't believe no head communication and that's what he was saying that as a quarterback if you're if, if you're a vet and Baker Mayfield's been around the block a time or two he's smart th- he's smart that if with the headset communication i know you can't go right up until the snap i think you have like 20 seconds to talk mm-hmm. and you can see Baker as soon as the play's over he's got his his hands up covering his ear hole and and McVay is in there talking to him he said you could probably get away with this with basically Sean McVay telling you word for word, this is what this is you know, this is the play, and this is what I want you to look for. They like said basic concepts. He's going up and saying, Hey, right, we're bootlegging this to the right, and you've got a skinny post, you've got an underneath out, and then you're, you know, you've got a check down there on, on the tight end. And that's all you have to think about if you're Baker Mayfield is one, two, and three. And you're going to keep it very, very simple for him. But you know, he's he's in there running the offense offense now.
3: Hey, you know what? I guess I got to eat a little bit of crow. I didn't, I didn't think that they would do this. I didn't see why they would and I thought it would be absolutely abysmal. The first drive, it looked all right. You come up with three points, you, you know, you make it a, a touchdown game again here against the Raiders. Although the Raiders are about to score again, or at least they're driving towards that way. So I I'll eat a little bit of crow, but I, I that's the only way it's possible <laughs> yeah. is because it's Sean McVay saying, Hey. <laughs> You have two options to throw the ball. That's that's what we're doing. And if you don't, you better freaking run. This is – I always joke about this. My first two years at BYU –
4: well, I guess my my redshirt freshman year and my my sophomore year. Redshirt freshman year, I was was a backup to the three interior positions, right? So I was backup, guard, center. Anyone that went out, I I, I got thrown in there. So you had to learn all three of those possessions. Then my sophomore year – I was kind of, the, I, I well, I guess I, I platooned, uh, but I was mostly the starting left guard. Yeah. But I was the backup center, right? So there was a senior that they let start the games, and then I would come in after a couple series, and I'd play the rest of the game. Gotcha. But I was the backup center. Mm-hmm. And so whether it was a blowout, we were ahead or a blowout behind, and they would put in the backup O-lineman. <laughs> and I don't know if you had this at Central, but if you ever want to see true chaos— oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I give you a backup offensive line in college. So when, when when the starters would come out, I would just slide over and then the four uh the four stooges would come rolling in. And I used to call it um I used to call it Lord of the Flies. It be, really is. Because I always said just be like be careful not to trip over the pig's head on the pike in the backfield. Because no one knew what they were doing and as the center i would be walking up to the line of scrimmage and i'd have at least two if not three offensive line turn to me and be like hey what are we what are we doing and i'll never forget we were playing um it was like my it was the second game of the year mm-hmm. and we were playing like murray state yeah just some garbage you know whatever no name team. no name yeah. team and we're up by 40 and they they take us out in, in the beginning of the fourth quarter and all the old linemen are, are like happy and then i have to slide over i'm like damn it so it's the first play in there, and we go, we go jogging up, and it's a run play. And I'm getting ready to snap the ball. And the left guard turns to me and goes, hey, I'm pulling, right? And I'm like, no. No, you're not pulling. Like, what are you doing? And he goes, huh? And then I hear, "hut," And I have to snap the ball. And so I step to my left where I'm supposed to go, and the freaking jackass guard pulls to me and drills me absolutely ass-cans me. Hits me in the head. I don't expect it. I go down, and you just have this crumple of bodies. One
2: of those moments that ends up on, come
3: on, man. Yes. No, I I have one better (laughs) than you, buddy. I was so
4: pissed off. So, yes, there is football games where I promise
3: you half the team has no idea what the hell they're doing. It's more than half because (laughs) what we used to do is we'd have scrimmages. So when you have like a team session or a scrimmage, you have the ones who do four plays and then the twos who do four plays. And when it's the twos, it's all by themselves. We at one point had two left, a left guard and a right guard pull into each other. Mm. And then not only did they pull into each other and take each other out, the best part is when we watched it on film, the two middle linebackers did the exact same thing because they saw pulling guard. And so we had two linebackers Bravo. take each other out. Bravo. And two guards take each other out. I love it. You know what? I love that offensive scheme. It, it was crazy it, like a fox. Here's the best part it was a pass play, <laughs> it wasn't a run play. It was a freaking five step <laughs> drop pass play. And we had not one but two guys think that they had to pull. So yeah, when you put someone in there who has no idea what they're doing, it is going to be an absolute <laughs> gong show.
4: My uh when I was with the Broncos, my first training camp, you know, you get there and and you're there for like 3 days and then they throw you in with the vets. And yes. and I was my head was swimming, but they put me in with the second team and I was having a good camp and I thought it was a I thought it was a run play and I didn't get the the play-action part of the play. I just heard the run part of it. Yep. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. And so I, I had this little scoop block up to the linebacker, I thought. So I go running up there, and the linebacker turns and runs, and like a jackass, I just kept running. <laughs> I thought like I was chasing the linebacker. And then I realized that the ball is being thrown you know, 15 yards downfield. Then I was like, oh, and I just turn around, and there's the offensive line coach just kind of giving me the finger. He's like, why don't you, uh, yeah,
3: why don't you come over why don't you, here? Why don't, you come over, why
4: don't you come over here for a minute? And I was like, oh, oh, he goes, how far downfield you on that one? I was like, it's yeah, good 10, 12 yards. Did you, did you think maybe the linebacker was
3: up to something when he was running away from you?
4: Yeah, I, I just uh, uh, did I thought he
3: was scared. I was yeah, going to drill him.
4: He, no, no, so, certainly, that you go sit down over there for a while. You take the next few out. We've all been there.
3: We've it's, all been it's there. There's nothing worse no. than going up to the line and Not, going, oh, no. crap, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm about ready to snap
4: this ball, and I got no clue what the hey, hell is going on. I,
3: I had an All-American guard yeah. that I used to go <laughs> up to every play and yeah. be like, you block him. <laughs> block him. It's the easiest way to do it.
4: All right, what are we up to next? A little thing I like to call club tennis. Let's see what we have in the club. I've got uh, some Lance Armstrong stuff. I've got dead dog news that we have to get to and uh, value. Value for your buck in today's day and age. Not this buck, but the different buck. When we come back, Club 1080 here on The Fan.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.